Cape Talk. The Fringe, only on late nights. Yes, indeed. Now, my next guest is 27 years old and already has 18 children and three on the way. But before you think Carl Gordy is a, a young Lothario who started early, you should know that he isn't actually dad to any of his kids. Rather, he donated his sperm in order to help their mothers who were struggling with various infertility issues. So uh, is this an example of the ultimate act of altruism or simply a young man wanting to spread his seed far and wide? Well, let's find out as we welcome Kyle Gordy to the show. Carl, welcome to Late Nights. It's great to have you with us all the way from the US of A. How are you? I'm doing great, and uh, I'm in Los Angeles right now. You're in LA. Oh, how is California at the moment? Uh, I mean, it's great. We have perfect weather. You know, we got you know we got good looking people. Of course, California always has the best looking people. You know, my opinion. Yeah. And uh, you know, everything's great out here. Good stuff. Listen, I know a little bit about you um, from your website and from what I've I've read about you. But for those uh, for those of our listeners who won't have heard necessarily of Kyle Gordy, you have to let us in. How on earth did you get into doing what you do, which is being a sperm donor? How does one get into that? Well, that's a good question. Well, it said happened about four and a half. Almost five years ago, starting in February, it's going to be about five years. Well, pretty much I just got into it, and uh, I always, uh, you know, I saw sperm banks and how they're charging, you know, people like two grand. Well, I think it's two grand, maybe even a little bit more now, to uh, inseminate them with the sperm. And I'm like, wait a minute, I have free sperm. Why should they pay two grand, waste their money? on a sperm bank when they, they could put that money towards their child. You know what I mean? And so I decided to help lesbians and I got into it. You know, I used some lesbians and uh, they wanted my sperm and I donated it. And that's how uh, pretty much I started. And coincidentally, the first time I donated, because I, I didn't know if I can even get someone pregnant. I was like, how do I know I'll get someone pregnant? And we donated and they got pregnant the first time. And now they have... And their kid's almost about to be four, starting November 1st. That kid is going to be four years old. And then they have a one-year-old by me as well. And how many pregnancies, how many children have you fathered, if that's the correct uh, the correct vernacular? Uh, I have 18 kids that I know of. And then I have another three to four on the way, I think. So I have one girl in September pregnant and then another girl in September and her doctor told her she's uh, probably carrying twins. And then I just found this out an hour ago, an hour before you guys called. I got another girl pregnant, a 37-year-old. She flew me out to San Francisco. Uh, we donated, uh, and uh, she got pregnant the first time, and now she's all excited. Well, congratulations. So pretty good. It, you know, it was cheaper than a sperm bank for her because last time she did it, she spent like two grand at a bank, and it didn't work. I think the total trip to fly me to San Francisco hotel for three days was less than like six hundred bucks. So really? I saved her money. Crikey, yeah, I've just six hundred and I've just come back from San Francisco. I don't know which hotel she put you in, but certainly I was I was obviously in the wrong one. Um, tell me then, 
do you charge in what way do you charge for your services if, if at all i mean obviously this woman's flown you out to san francisco and, and the onus is on her to put you up make sure you're comfortable for a few days you donate and then you go back home and and the and the expenses of that trip of course they're on her but in terms of the yeah, cost of, of your actual swimmers what are we talking about uh it's free i don't charge anything i mean you know i see no reason to charge uh you know i mean i've had people offer to buy me dinner or stuff like that i i did have a couple people that just gave me money like i didn't ask go they're just like oh we're grateful uh here's some money just for your time or inconvenience but i never ask for money um it's usually just you know i'll get like a free trip somewhere like i went to alaska this year i went to colorado i went to colorado springs i went to houston well technically that was all one trip colorado springs Denver and Houston were one trip because the people I donated to had to were traveling at the time, so they wanted to take me with them. So I went to three different cities, and um, so I usually get a free trip, and then they cover all my expenses usually, and that's about it. Unless it's local, if it's local, um, I don't. They don't have to pay anything because it's local, so we just do it and uh, no charge or anything, no travel costs. I am absolutely fascinated by this. And, and the reason that I'm, I'm fascinated is that a few months ago, in fact, it may, may have even been last year, um, I was joined on the line by, um, uh, another guy from the US who's a sperm Ari donor. Nigel. Ari Nigel. Ari, Ari Nigel. The very him. same. The, the sperminator. I kind of know who he is, yeah. We, we know each other. Right. And, and my question to him, because I, I, maybe I, I sort of err on the side of cynical was, but why would somebody necessarily want to do this? Is it to do with ego and the, for the very base thing of what a man spreading one seed here, there and everywhere? Um, or is it a very altruistic thing and you genuinely just want to help people who are struggling to get pregnant? That's a great question. Well, See, I think it's kind of like, uh, you know, obviously the first question. I do believe um, it is kind of like a primal urge to do it. But then again, it's just like with everyone. Like, let's say you're you're trying to have a kid on your own. You're a couple. It's the same thing. They have an urge to reproduce. Like, why do they want kids? Why not just adopt or get a puppy? Because they want something they can pass on in the world. It's it's really a primal urge. Um, Obviously... I do also think that, you know, obviously I'm Jewish and I, I think about money. So I'm like, I also did think about the cost to them. I think that charging, you know, sperm banks charging two grand is absurd. So I'm also thinking like, if I can help someone save some money, that's cool too. But also the primal urge, um, it's pretty hard to deny it that, yeah, I mean, I do have a sense of, you know, this primal urge deep inside that. I really can't control, and I think it's just with every person, though. Um, but you also have to look at this. I'm single. I don't have a partner. No one's getting hurt from this. Um, there's a need for it in the sense that people are coming to me and wanting me to do it. So there's no, like, true negative to this, essentially. That's how I kind of look at it. It's not like a true negative. Like, I'm not making money like a sperm bank. Mm, okay. Um, so, How old are you, Kyle? Uh, 27. 
See, some people might say, and I've got I've got about eleven years on you, but some people might say, not me necessarily, but some might say, you're so young. Why why not just wait until you've met the right person, you've settled down, and then you you can have children or or how what however it may work for for you uh, and and have kids in in that way. Because and I we'll get to this in a minute. Your involvement with the children that you have, if any. Uh, but what would you say to people who say, oh, twenty seven? I mean. It's very very young it's very young to be uh, becoming a father whether it's just biological and, and sort of or not it's still quite young yeah no um well here's the thing so um i just um kids are a lot of work you know everyone knows this you know average kids about two hundred thousand dollars uh i don't have the money to afford two hundred thousand dollars for a kid so and it would take up a lot of time i'd have to work more um, it just really, I don't see it happening, um, me spending all that money on a kid. So I think this is a good alternative. Hence, I get to still, you know, have the kids, but I don't have to have the financial responsibility of, of the kids, you know, buying them school, college, clothes. You know, I don't have that responsibility, so it puts my ease at mind. Because I, I don't make, like, a ton of money. Like, if people are thinking, like, on the phone, well, are these women coming after child support? Well, if... That's what they're thinking. I don't make a lot of money, so it wouldn't. It's not really uh, a viable solution to go after try to go after child support because I don't make a lot of money. You so know what how, I mean? How do, so I do, yeah, how kinda, how does that work from a, from a legal standpoint? Uh, is are there laws? Are there regulations governing what you do? Because one would assume that when a when a woman yes. or a couple goes to a sperm bank um, and the the money that they're paying it and everything's I would imagine would be very much regulated. Whereas here you are um, essentially and and you'll have we'll talk about this in a second. But you know jizzing into a cup and then somebody getting pregnant. Um, that could. What stops that person then coming and saying, "Well, hold on, Carl Gordy is the father of my uh, my two children, and yeah, I want some uh, I want oh, some money from him." Well, well, that's good. See, okay, so California is extremely unique. I believe we're the only state, or maybe the only place in the entire world that has this protection. So this passed, I think, in 2016. Um, if you have a contract. Um, with a couple, I don't know if it's going to work with a single woman, but I know for sure with a couple because I signed contracts with them. You can sign over your rights to the kid and the financial liability, assuming you donate to a couple, whether it's a straight couple or a lesbian couple or whatever. As long as it's a couple that, as long as it's a couple and someone else besides the birth mom can take on the responsibility of the child, you're absolved from liability. Um, so, like me, I mostly donate to couples. I don't donate to too many single women. Um, so, in that case, that's not really an issue. So, we usually do some sort of contract. And uh, I'm usually protected as long as they're in California. Now, let's say they're in New York. That's a different story. I'm not really sure if that's going to hold up. But almost, you know, most of my moms are in California, I'd say. Uh, besides four moms, all but four of the moms are in California that I have my kids with. So assuming, you know, not most of them are I'm covered under the law and they can't come after me. I mean, they could try, but a judge is just going to throw it out and say, well, you signed this contract, so you got to pay for the kid. Um, so that's pretty much uh, how it is. Hmm. 
If you are just joining us, my guest is Kyle Gordy, who is a sperm donor. And he's got his very own website, which you can go to, which is bepregnantnow.com. I like it very much. Uh, or, of course, you can go to uh, Kyle's Facebook page, uh, where he is Kyle Gordy. Uh, and we're just finding out what it is, what would possess uh, a good-looking 27-year-old guy from L.A. to become essentially uh, a father multiple, multiple times by women, um, he doesn't know. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the, the mothers to your children. Uh, how do you meet them? Have you, do you, uh, what kind of relationship do you strike up before, uh, before going into this? W- what is your expectation of them? Well, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I get a lot of recommendations. I'm very popular now. So a lot of women will recommend me. I probably talk to a hundred women a month that potentially want to use me. Obviously, I only donate maybe a couple women a month. I usually donate to maybe two to three a month. I try to limit it, limit how many people I donate to. Um, you know, maybe I'll, I could push it to five in some cases, um, but I really try to limit it. Pretty much they sign me. We talk. Uh, we talk about, you know, I usually ask them if they have the money to support the kid because I'm not donating to anyone where I don't think they can afford the kid, of course. I mean, I'm not asking for someone who's a millionaire. Sure. But, you know, I want to know that you have stable income that, this kid's going to at least be taken care of. Are you and, concerned you know, about their, are you concerned about their emotional well-being, their psychological health? Is that something that, that you, you are concerned yeah, yeah, with? I, th- I think so. I mean, even though I'm not, um, taking care of the kids, I think it's also in the future, whatever, you know, the kids get mad and then, you know, let's say they tell me or whatever, let's say they want to meet or whatever. They tell me, oh, well, you shouldn't have donated to this mom and, he wasn't a fit mom or something. I think it's kind of like that, that, that like remorse. Oh, I made the bet wrong. Like I should have carefully thought about yeah. it more. Um, donating to that person. Yeah. So it's kind of like, that's kind of like, well, I want to make sure that they can actually take care of the kids. So we don't have this issue of the kid getting mad and whatever. See, I wonder if, uh, and, and, and I'm coming at this from a slightly different perspective, which is as a, um, as somebody who was adopted and didn't know for, you know, didn't know who my biological parents were until I got m- much, much older. Um, and, and the, the identity crisis that I went through, um, was, extreme and and that is very common among adoptees and i know that this isn't adoption um but there is still that element of a biological parent who is absent and uh, and and this being out of the hands of course of the child this is this isn't something that they've decided that that they want um so while while i think it's admirable that obviously you want to make sure that the child is is taken care of financially i just wonder you know i'm not sure even if you were to do the most stringent of background checks financially emotionally psychologically i'm not sure that would prevent in a few years time some of your children if not all maybe none uh coming to see you and saying you know what actually that wasn't such a great thing for me because I didn't have my biological parent there and I know that you think that you were doing a good thing and uh, and my moms or whoever think that this was a good thing for them but actually for me it sucked are you ready for that conversation yeah no definitely and um I actually am very open with the moms like I have no issue meeting the kids or being in the kids lives if that's what the parents choose I've met you know a few of my kids and, um, you know, if the moms want me to go to birthday parties or bar mitzvahs, cause I'm, I'm Jewish mm. or whatever. So, uh, going to these, you know, parties or, 
going to the birth or hang, just hanging out with the kid in general, I'm open to it. I have no issue. Any moms mm. want to hang out ever, I'm open to it. And uh, so it's really up to their, cho- you know, up to them. If they want me in their lives, I'm more than happy to be in the kid's life. I have no problem with that. It's really, um, you know, it's really up to the moms, but I don't want to, I'm not one of those people that's pushy and it's like, oh, well, you have to do this. It's really up to you. If you want to do it or not do it, that's okay. I have some moms, literally after they give them birth, I've never spoken to them again. Never. No communication, nothing. Now I have other moms that I talk to all the time. Um, every other week, I have a couple of moms I talk to every other week. I see pictures. Um, you know, I, I've done my Facebook and stuff, so I, I see pictures all the time. Um, they're always like, some of them are like, yeah, if you want to see the kid, that's okay. Um, and, you know, other moms are just, you know, pretty much ghost me. Tell me, do you when uh, when when your first child was born, what was the feeling that you got? And and I know that you can't really answer my next question because you don't know. But if the time comes that you have a child uh, that you intend to raise, and, and maybe whether or not it be with a with a partner of yours or, or or not, do you think that you will feel differently, or do you think in that moment when you first see whatever the future for for that child, when you first see your your baby? I mean, what was that feeling like? Um, I think it was just um, adrenaline rush. To be honest, when I first saw a picture of the kid, I would say honestly, it was a, it was an adrenaline rush. You know, because it's your first kid, mm. you want to know, you know, what the kid's gonna look like. Excitement, adrenaline rush. Like, wow, that's my kid. I just made this kid. Um, you know, it, it was pretty. I don't think it was something like like how a parent would be like when they when they have their first kid like yeah. their mom and dad and they have their first kid i don't think it was like that i think it was more like a different like wow like i had a kid this kid you know potentially looks like me has my genetic makeup but it wasn't like this deep like oh wow this is my kid i gotta take care of this kid i gotta protect this kid this is my kid that was kind of like what it was um and same with my other kids that are born now like whenever i see a kid because um, you know it's happened so many times i've had a kid born it's not like this huge rush anymore. Like I get a trust me, I get like this rush, mm. like this excitement, but it's not like, you know, I think, you know, obviously a parent that's actually taking care of the kid is going to be much more excited. Mm. So, um, you know, I really think that, it, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, trust me, I, I definitely like the kids being born. It's cool. It's awesome. But I definitely think if I had my own kid, I think it would definitely be a different type of feeling. Sure. Kyle Gordy is my guest uh, here on Late Nights, and it's uh, great to have him all the way uh, on the line from Los Angeles uh, chatting to us uh, this morning. Uh, and Kyle Gordy, if you are just joining us, is a sperm donor, and not just uh, a guy uh, who's donated once or twice, but several times. This is what he does. Uh, he is the father to how many, Kyle? Uh, 18 and 3 or 4 on the way. 18, 3 or 4 on the way. Ima- imagine that. Imagine that. Okay, so the question that everybody, of course, wants to know is how are your children conceived? Are any of them conceived in the traditional bumping uglies type way? Um, yes. Actually, <gasps> the girl I just... Yes, yes. So um, that's why I was actually going to bring up. So the girl that actually texted me an hour ago and told me she was pregnant. She was 37. She flew me out to San Francisco and we did have sex to get pregnant. And, um, you know, I would say we both agreed mutually. It wasn't a bad time. Like it was very, um, I mean, it was pretty much a good time to get her pregnant. Like, like she, we both had fun. I mean, I, I could say it was pretty fun getting her pregnant and she enjoyed it. And, uh, 
very stress-free, and she got pregnant, and now she's having a kid. So you um, were in San Francisco so, for how many days? It was, I think, the 9th or the 8th, and then I left the 12th. Um, but we only did it twice. So we had sex twice, and um, it worked. And this is the first time I've ever met her or went out there, and she was 37. And as you know, 37-year-old woman, you know, pretty difficult to get pregnant don't say things like that i'm 38 and i'm still waiting to i'm still waiting don't 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 curse me in that way uh okay so maybe maybe you need my assistance maybe maybe i can help you out don't find a guy i'd love to help you out i mean you're about the same age so use the magic potion the magic potion indeed so okay so you were there for a good like three or four days um but you only had sex twice that doesn't seem like you you were giving yourself much of a chance no, no, no. So, you know, obviously you can only get pregnant during ovulation. So I think it was the first night I got there, we knew it wasn't going to get positive. Then the next day I was there, it was still negative, the ovulation test. Oh, okay. And then the next day it was positive. So we did it. And then we're like, okay, we should wait 24 hours. Uh, and then we did it again right before I left. And, uh, you know, she hit me up today and she was pregnant. And she's pregnant. And it was pretty funny because the... The, um, I would say it was just kind of funny because while we were doing it, um, the manager of the hotel knocked on the door to ask if I was leaving. And I told him, dude, you told me we could do a late checkout. He's like, oh, sorry. Sorry for disturbing you. I'm like, okay, that was weird. What? So uh, then we finished and then I left. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I was like, weird. I was like, wait, who's that? Because um, we were about to finish and we we're like, who's that? So then we had to tell the manager oh you know i'll be down in a minute i was like yeah that was awkward i'm busy doing a sperm donation so this, but this isn't the first this isn't the first woman you've got pregnant through traditional methods or is it is she no no, no. no i've had a, another 37 year old that got pregnant as well um so why I've do you think least, it is no i've got Sorry, Carl. Why do you think it is that that uh, that these women in particular want to try the traditional way? I mean, is it that they think you're hot and that would be a bonus to have sex with you, or that they, or that there's some kind of it feels more natural to have sex and then get pregnant, or what do you? What's the reason? Yeah, I think it's like yeah. I mean, I think yeah. Like some women told me they were you know attracted to me and they wanted to have sex to get pregnant. They said, hey, you know, I, I like you. I'm attracted to you. You know, I wouldn't mind doing this. And then others feel like it's going to be more successful than doing it in a cup. Of course, I, I mostly do artificial insemination. Like, mm. you know, I'll do it in a soft cup or something. But, you know, I do have some women that are like, hey, you know, could we do this? Especially like older women. It's usually like older women that want to do natural insemination because they feel like it's going to be more effective. Like, for example, I got this 42-year-old actress pregnant and we only did it one time. And her, But the thing is, her doctor told her to do it. Her doctor, he was a very famous fertility doctor. Um, and, you know, after spending 20 grand on IVF, she didn't get pregnant. Her doctor said, you need to get pregnant by a guy under 30 and you need to have, you pretty much need to have sex with him to get pregnant because that's the most effective way, in my opinion, to get pregnant. And this is what the doctor told her. I swear to you, this is what she told me. I said, okay, I'll do it. And she got pregnant. Unfortunately, she miscarried. Hmm. So um, it's cool. You know, she's 42 and got pregnant, but obviously, you know, her eggs, her doctor told her eggs weren't, um, it, it wasn't a good egg. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously other eggs do deteriorate more. So her doctor told her the egg wasn't good. If you so are having sex with, egg. yeah, if you are having sex with, with some of these women, then d presumably you, you kind of have to go through a whole HIV and STD test and send each other your results and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, pretty much, uh, I get tested 
yearly at my doctor and then, uh, you know, for everything I get tested. I have all my test results. Um, I have actually two years worth of the test. I actually keep two years worth of the test at my house. And then I also, you know, obviously I'll talk to the woman and then they'll show me their SD test. Um, like, um, so that's pretty much what we do to make sure we're all covered here. But like I said, these women aren't like, these women aren't like random women from a bar trying to hook up with every random guy. These are women that are like, they're usually older women, they just got a divorce or, you know, something like that, and they're running out of time, and now they want a child. So these are women that are hooking up with a new guy every other week mm, um, mm. as well. So they just want a kid, and they prefer a relationship, they just can't find one. It's just, you know, obviously it's just hard. You know, people, you know, divorce rates are through yeah. the roof in America. I think we have, like, one of the highest divorce rates in the world. Um, so people just don't last, and they want a kid, and they're running out of time, so they come to me and they're like, I want a baby, and, you know, I want to, you know, I, they, they don't want it to feel clinical. They want to have sex to do it because they don't want it to feel clinical. They feel like it's going to be more effective, um, and they're less stressed and everything. So that's pretty much the, the usual situation when I do natural insemination. Carl, you've mentioned that you're Jewish, um, and, and you'll have to forgive forgive me because my, my knowledge on Judaism is is fairly limited. Uh, but how does this fit in with your religious proclivities? I mean, do you, are you... Well, I'm, not, I'm not religious at all. Right. I'm not, I'm not, I like, my ethnic, my ethnicity is Jewish and I right. was born, like, Got it. religious Jewish and had a... Um, a couple. I did a couple of Jewish things, celebrate Hanukkah, but I was never. My family's not like religious, right? In the sense. So my it's not like you're having to go to the that. rabbi every week and say, uh, "I've got another no, one pregnant." No, no, I'm not. I never. I never. I, I probably haven't celebrated a Jewish holiday in like 15 years. Okay. Um, okay. I think the last time we celebrated something was like Hanukkah or something. Okay. So um, that's so not really a consideration. That. Sure. Uh, and no, in t- no, it doesn't even bother me. In terms of your family, what do your family think? Because I'm thinking, uh, as much as you're saying you, you don't celebrate and Jewish is, is your ethnicity, rather, you know, a, a few friends of mine are themselves Jewish mothers. And without being horribly stereotypical, <laughs> uh, I've, I've got this sense of your Jewish mother saying, Kyle, <laughs> when are you going to settle she, down? She's not Jewish. She's, she's, well, n- she's not Jewish. She's, she's, uh, she's like atheist. So oh, okay. um, she's like, okay, she's like Mormon. Well, she's like a Mormon atheist. She became Mormon. A Mormon atheist. She, she, she was a Mormon and she, she just likes to join Mormonism because she wanted to have, she likes the company of the Mormons, the nice people, but she's really like an atheist. She made it to me like a year ago or a year and a half. She's like, yeah, I'm just atheist. But I just want to be a Mormon because they're so fun okay, um, cool. so, to be around. So no, she, she's, She's she's mixed about it. Like like she doesn't care that much that I do it. Yeah. But she doesn't like it when I talk about it too much. So I don't. <laughs> so talk she about would it. love this then. So we won't send her the podcast yeah, no. of this then. <laughs> yeah. No. My dad was cool with it though. He said as long as they're good looking, you can get them pregnant. Oh dear. Where he said as long as they're good looking, you can get them pregnant. So when I told him, well, what if I donate to a non-good looking girl? I have a girl that's you know obviously not the best looking, but I mean I don't really care how they look. Per se, I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me. A, a kid's a kid. But, um, you know, to him, he's like, I just feel like it's, you shouldn't be getting, he just felt like you shouldn't be getting people that aren't attractive pregnant. That was his thing. Um, now, my twin brother was cool with it. He always thinks it's cool. So my twin brother, um, he was very successful. He's getting, he has two master's degrees. He's getting his PhD in computer engineering. He has a, you know, he's, he's very successful. Mm. So he's, He's making a lot of money, but I'm making a lot of kids. So that's kind of our thing. He makes a lot of money, I make a lot of kids. That's kind of uh, 
the thing we kind of have together. And he's cool with me having a lot of kids. I showed him pictures of my kids, and he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I'm cool with you doing this. So, Is there um, some point where, you know, you, I mean, you're 27 now, but are you in a relationship yeah. at the moment? No, I've never, I've never really had, like, a relationship relationship. Hmm. I mean, I think the longest relationship I had was, like, maybe 16 days. But my friend, my roommate <laughs> and friend said, well, that was more of a fling, Kyle. So I'm like... I guess I never really had a girlfriend or relationship, except when I was five. I did have a girlfriend when I was five. Sure. I don't think that counts. I'm not sure we can yeah, count that, Carl. No. Uh, for for legal reasons, yeah. I'm not sure we can count that. Um, I mean, but, uh, presumably, you know, you live out there in L.A., uh, a shrink, you could swing a dead cat and you hit a shrink, who I'm sure would probably have plenty to say. But, I mean, you, you sound to me like, you, you know, um, just that you, you've kind of got your head on straight. You don't sound like you're, you're, have, you're lacking for anything emotionally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, I, you know, I have, a, I have a bachelor's degree. I got, I graduated with a 3.96 GPA. So, um, and my family is all educated. My grandpa has a PhD. Uh, my dad was a lawyer. Mom was a programmer. Both my, one of my siblings is an aerospace engineer. My other siblings a nuclear electrical engineer. And he's also opening a cybersecurity firm. And both my uncles are computer engineers. So we have a lot of STEM field people, people like, you know, people that are like in STEM fields because, you know, obviously STEM, they make yeah. more money. Um, and everything, you know, people just like it. I also live in nice areas, you know. I live in well, nice areas my whole life. I parents were well off, you what know. Do didn't you, have a lot of kids. I asked, awesome. I asked you earlier about what you, what your expectations are of of the mothers of your children. Yeah. Um, but what are theirs of you? I mean, what do they want to know about you? I mean, are you required to give a sort of full medical history and a psychological evaluation? And a, a, are you required to do all of that? Do they want that from you? Um. No, no, it's more like they just ask me questions. Like, I've never gotten a genetic test or sperm count test. Um, anything besides the sperm count test, I've, no, I mean, besides the STD testing, I've never gotten any other testing, but. So they're not I've worried so if there was a sort of already. a serial killer three generations back or whether, I don't know, whether cancer runs in your family or mental illness I mean, or. I mean, that, that's the thing. That's why they get to know me and they, we talk. And, um, also I have, kids already so they can talk to the moms or see the mm. kids how the kids turn out so i kind of have a general idea of how the kids are going to turn out so i could be like okay well if you want to get pregnant by me here's my kids and here's the moms and you could talk to them and see how they turn out and you know they can make the decision from there extraordinary carl gordy is my guest uh, on the show this evening don't forget uh, that you can uh, get in touch uh, with me on late nights on 021-446-0567 you can drop me an sms to 31567 or send me a whatsapp to 072-567-1567 and if you want more information about kyle uh, you can go to his website which is bepregnantnow.com uh, or of course you can look him up on facebook where he is kyle gordy uh, what, what happens kyle when you do uh, perhaps one day get into a relationship and you meet the person of your of your dreams and you want to settle down will you stop sperm donating or will it depend on how your partner feels um you know people always ask me this i think i probably won't get a relationship but let's just say the off chance it does happen um i think they would have to allow me to continue this because i honestly i don't see how any other way going to work. I mean, they'd have to either allow me to continue or I don't know. Honestly, I just, I'm just being honest. Like they would probably have to allow me to continue to do this. I see no reason to stop. Um, but obviously if I did get into a relationship, they would know ahead of time, Hey, you know, I'm a sperm donor. Are you cool with this? And obviously if we didn't have 
mutual, you know, obviously there wasn't mutual sympathy for it. I don't think um, it would work out. So it would have to be someone. And, and I have talked to people before. And I was asking, hey, so what if, let's say, you were getting a boyfriend and they were doing this? What would you do? Say, and they say, hey, well, as long as the guy is honest and, um, and honest and everything, I think that they could probably do it. You know, mm-hmm. it could probably work out. So honesty is the best policy. So I, you know, I'll be up front and say, hey, I'm a sperm donor. And this is what I'm going to do. And if they're cool with it, then maybe it could happen. You've also got a, you've set up a, um, a what, oh, what do they call it? Oh, my, my brain's gone. A like GoFundMe. A, a GoFundMe, exactly. A, a GoFundMe. Why have you done that? Um, that is just for people, let's say, you know, obviously some people don't have money to afford. You know, obviously people don't want to spend thousands of dollars at a sperm bank because you know, it could be expensive. It could take multiple tries because they use frozen sperm at a sperm bank and they charge you absorbent amounts. So really this GoFundMe page was just set up to, you know, obviously get donations. And if there's people that I feel like are deserving of having a child, but they don't want to spend thousands of dollars, I would use the funds to fly out to them. Now this GoFundMe is called the price of parenting. And you can go look it up, and if you want to donate to the cause and help a couple or a single woman have a child uh, to fly me out, um, you know, donate, and I can definitely help them out. Fascinating stuff. That uh, One last question. I touched on it earlier a little bit, but are you prepared for that moment when in 10, 15 years' time you get a knock or 18 knocks on the door, um, and and there is a young person standing there wanting to know who you are and, and, th- and th- who they are through you? I'm, I welcome it. Hey, I actually have a Facebook group for my moms so they can all chat. I want all the moms, but some of the moms have a Facebook group and they uh, chat, they trade pictures, you know, going to have some play dates. And so a lot of them keep in contact and I keep in contact with all the moms. Like I said, I'm an open person. If anyone wants to meet me at any point in time, like right now, they call me up today and say, hey, can, can we hang out? Can we go to the zoo? Can we go to the park? I'm more than happy to, to meet the kid and, you know, hang out and know the kid. I mean, I have no issue with it. Like I said, I'm very open about it. And, you know, I'm more than happy to do it. So Amazing. You know, I mean, if anyone's listening, if anyone's listening right now, and obviously they're interested in that kind of situation where instead of using a sperm bank and they do want someone to, you know, to know who the guy is, the dad is, you know, they, they should be hitting me up. Like I said, uh, like the announcer said, my Facebook is Kyle Gordy, K-Y-L-E. Space G O R D Y. And for reference, I talk to anybody. So anyone who hits me up and needs fertility advice, because like I said, I take certain pills and my website has a lot of different pills on it that mm. you can take to increase fertility and what helped was helped me get people pregnant a lot. So, you know, just go to my website, bepregnantnow.com, or you can communicate with me and I can give you advice if you're struggling to get pregnant. If you're just a couple in general, and you just need advice on how to get pregnant, I'm more than happy to give you advice on what to take, how to increase your fertility, because you don't want to go to, to a fertility doctor, spend thousands of dollars that may not work, and when I can just give you free advice and just tell you what pills to take, and you can maybe get pregnant that way. Absolutely fascinating. Carla, it's been such a pleasure uh, chatting to you. Really interesting stuff. Congratulations on your latest, uh, your latest child who will be born, what, I guess in sort of eight months time nine months nine nine, nine, nine yeah months. it's very new very new nine time. months yeah 40 weeks fantastic 40, well, 38 weeks yeah, yeah yeah great stuff carl thanks ever so much for joining us thank you no problem